Mayor in the Morning on Moore in the Morning. We are joined by Toronto's Mayor, John Tory. Good morning, Your Worship. Morning, John. Wanted to follow up on the announcement we were talking about on our show yesterday morning, and that is 50 new security guards on the TTC. Uh, I had a bunch of questions about this that I'm hoping you can answer. I was actually wondering what, not necessarily the rules of engagement are, but I mean, what are they going to be tasked with? Well, they're mostly uh, keeping an eye on what's going on on the transit system and there to reassure people that there is a presence of someone there so that, uh, you know, with respect to some of these uh, different kinds of incidents we've seen on the system, that there's someone there to help deal with that. But it's mostly, uh, you know, and, and obviously they will try and support people. I mean, you'll notice that some of the ones that we sent just recently are people who are specifically trained. I think they're called community ambassadors. They're specifically trained uh, to help people who are experiencing homelessness or having other kinds of issues in their lives. Uh, so, you know, I, I think that they're there. People misunderstand, you know, a lot of what police and special constables do on any given day, not in the transit system necessarily, but everywhere is just support people who are having trouble and help them to get to a place or to, uh, you know, receive some kind of support that, that lets them uh, deal with their issues. So, uh, you know, I think that that's what they'll be doing. Mostly is having a presence in the system. Uh, and I've had a lot of people tell me, including a member of council yesterday, that, you know, that kind of presence is very reassuring to people. And I, I, I just can't imagine that people don't find it that way and that the vast majority don't really support what we're doing here. Okay. Um, you've probably seen the media, the video that's shown up on social media of, I don't know who it was, but somebody in a position of authority uh, poking at somebody who was asleep on two chairs in, in the subway. So I guess I come back to what are the necessarily the marching orders for these people? Would they have to get that person to like, you know, sit up or would they remove them from the subway? What, what are they being told to do? Well, I mean, first of all, I don't issue those kinds of instructions. They're issued by the uh, police chief or the people they work for. I think it's a well-established principle we've discussed before that politicians don't direct, uh, you know, people who are in this kind of work. But I think, you know, uh, I saw the video and they were, you know, trying to wake the person up and I guess to have a conversation with them about whether they can uh, go to some place to have indoor housing or otherwise. Um, and again, I, I didn't see any evidence in that conversation of anything that it was very, it's a very short video. But look, again, the, the objective, the principal objective of the people that are deployed on the subway at the present time is to keep people safe, to have people feel safer in light of some of the incidents that have happened. And I think the vast majority of transit users, the vast majority of Torontonians support that. And I think those who are against it, uh, you know, don't have any answers with respect to what they would be doing in the short term right now to make sure the system can be safer and that people can feel safer. And that's what my responsibility is. And so we deployed those people. And I think it was absolutely positively the right thing to do. Is there a timeline on this deployment and uh, what's it going to cost? You know, again, I find it so interesting that people are raising all these questions about how much this is going to cost. And, and it shows you, I think, that the nature of all this is more about politics than it is about safety. My job uh, is to make sure that people get deployed. The decision on how long they will be deployed will really be one more for uh, the police chief and the uh, CEO of the TTC. But, you know, if you think about the fact, John, that uh, whether we have snow or not has a big fluctuation in the budget over any given year. A better example is that the price of fuel, uh, you know, gasoline or diesel, every one cent change makes a $900,000 uh, difference in the budget, up or down. And you don't hear these people that are complaining about this, uh, you know, talking about any of that and saying that they're worried about that. I mean, they're worried about the financial impact of this, which will not be that large taken in the great scheme of things, as I was just saying with the other two examples. We will deal with that. The important issue was to have safety on the TTC uh, and at a time when people were concerned about that and to have them feeling 
you know, safer on the TTC, which was also very important to us. And again, um, that was a decision that I was a part of. I completely support it. And I think those who are, you know, raising opposition to it are way off, uh, you know, off base in terms of who, uh, what the public want and what they expected from us. And I think the concern about the budget um, is, uh, you know, is is performative and, and really just people are trying to score political points on something that should not be politicized. All right. Well, we're kind of circling something, which is that I think it's five city councillors who are identified as left leaning have sent you a letter. So effectively, you're not terribly impressed with that letter. Well, I just think it's politicizing. I mean, you know, I didn't see them raising great concern about the fact that, you know, gasoline and fuel prices could go up by one cent and cost us $900,000. I mean, the issue here is not the cost. I mean, the cost will be managed. The incremental cost, uh, you know, it will be managed as we manage many things that change over the course of a year. You know, when we have big public events, even big demonstrations and things that go on unexpectedly in the city, we deploy, you know, more police officers and special constables to help deal with that. And and you deal with it within a big budget. Anybody who has run a big budget uh, that's listening out there will know that these are the kinds of fluctuations and changes that take place within that big budget. And you manage to that. And that's the job that I have. Uh, and that the police chief has, and the head of the TTC, that the important issue is not what they're doing to attempt to politicize this. The important issue is how are we going to make sure that we uh, you know, deal with, uh, as best we can in the short term, knowing there are other solutions in the long term, the uh, incidents we were seeing on the TTC and the some of the anxieties that some of the riders had, which I completely understand. And so we took action to deal with that in the short term uh, by putting these people on there, uh, and uh, that is what was the right thing to do. It is the right thing to do, and it will continue to be done uh, until I'm advised by the experts at the TTC and the police that we uh, can uh, pull, you know, back off on some of that. We're in conversation with Toronto Mayor John Tory. A ruling, as I'm sure you know, came out on Friday. Um, this one affecting Kitchener-Waterloo, but effectively they said you can't take somebody out of a homeless encampment unless you can actually demonstrate that you have a place to put them. I'm wondering what the implications are for Toronto. Well, most of the discussion here has, has concerned uh, encampments in public parks, uh, and the judge specifically said there are different considerations. In other words, I'll call it the balancing of interests that has to take place because those are public, uh, you know, places the public use for recreation and otherwise. But look, our objective remains the same. If you talk, as I have done, and I think you did too, if you talk to the streets to homes workers and hear of the efforts they make, literally visiting hundreds of times with people, who live in those encampments, our objective is always the same, to find a place uh, for those people to have safe indoor housing. And we literally have moved from encampments into safe indoor housing thousands of people last year who, when presented with the options, accepted one of them and went inside. And so we will continue to do that work. Uh, and you know, obviously, we're reviewing this particular court case, which concerned a parking lot as opposed to a public park. But we're going to continue with our efforts, and I'm going to continue with my efforts that are record-breaking in the context of the city, uh, to build supportive housing, because in the end, that represents a better answer to chronic homelessness. Uh, this is housing that people have, such as the modular housing, I think they've seen that we're building, that has supports in it for people with issues in maybe mental health or, or a substance. So uh, we, we will continue to do all of that, and obviously we'll review the court case. Um, and we're always trying to improve our efforts to house the homeless and to convince them to accept indoor housing. So uh, we, will, we will continue with that. 
The committee responsible for making a decision and making a recommendation to council about the bike paths and uh, dine to and all of that stuff or cafe to um, on on Young Street has decided to recommend it actually unanimously. I got a pamphlet through the door yesterday from an organization telling me I must absolutely register my objection to it. You and I have talked an awful lot about this. I, I happen to support it. Um, so, I mean, is it is it going to become permanent on Young Street? Well, it's got to go to city council now. The committee voted that it should become permanent. And it was interesting because uh, the mix of emails coming into my office, for example, and there were hundreds on both uh, sides of the issue. Uh, the ones that had addresses and postal codes in the area were largely opposed uh, because they were concerned not so much about there's nothing about bicycles. It's about the fact that the creation of these lanes landlocks them uh, in their streets. And uh, they were concerned about the impact on business. The local business association was not in favor. But we're going to now have a council uh, debate on it. The, the committee voted to make these permanent. And, uh, you know, I will look forward to that debate. It takes place next week and we'll go from there. Thank you, sir. Good to have you this Wednesday morning. Thanks, John.